0: Oh, you think we have our shit together more yeah, than other people. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I, don't. I think. Hello, and welcome to Thoughts and Perspectives, a Swinger Lifestyle Podcast.
1: We are Ben and Kay, a two-physician couple in the lifestyle, and would like to share with you our thoughts and perspectives on related topics.
0: We are physicians, but we are not your physicians. If you have any concerns about your person or mental health, you should talk with your own doctors.
1: This is an adult podcast and is not intended for people under the age of 18.
0: Hello and welcome to episode eight. What's this one about?
1: This one is about porn.
0: Porn. Porn addiction. And I know you didn't want me to call it that, but here we are porn addiction.
1: Right. The jury's out. The,
0: right. the jury's out on what?
1: Whether it exists and, you know, what to use to define it.
0: I see. So in your fancy doctor book, apparently there is no such thing as porn addiction.
1: Right, right. All that means is you couldn't have it technically in a, in a chart. It wouldn't be a diagnosis in the chart.
0: Right, yeah. You couldn't literally diagnose a person with porn addiction. It's not, it doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, but you know, I would, if there is a problem, there is a problem, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And how, how would you know that there was a problem?
1: That is the question, I think.
0: Okay, so let's, uh, let's go on to our first question. Um, kind of a, kind of a ridiculous question for, for us to be asking, but, uh, is porn cheating?
1: Oh yeah. You know, we were, uh, we we're driving in the car, remember? Uh-huh. And we came across a Reddit thread. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it was not Reddit. It was in the, on one, one of my Facebook forums mm-hmm. uh, where a woman was sharing, just feeling awful after her husband came to her, talked about his use of porn. And she literally wrote this big post about she was crying every night about it. And I was like, wow, that, that is really terrible what she's going through. Um, but in her mind, basically that porn, um, viewing was basically cheating. Um, and
0: Which you thought was ridiculous, right? (laughs) Right. You're like porn cheating. That is ridiculous.
1: That was my first gut reaction. Then I said,
0: "Yeah, that's cheating, (laughs) right?" Right.
1: Because when I understood, what you know, for me, it's like porn. Like you know, that most internet traffic, right? Or if you take traffic all over the world, is porn. uh, Like the biggest fraction of the traffic. Um, So for me, it's like you know, if we go around and ask. Do you view porn? And probably most people would say yes. And, you know, the, that's that's where I'm like, why would you think it's cheating? But then I, I started to think about limits that you define, like you were saying, as a couple, right? Mm-hmm. And we have our limits. And somebody might be doing something. Like, for example, we don't hot wife, right? That's just not our thing. Oh, uh, I, I don't know
0: about that. We don't haul pass.
1: We don't hold pass. I wouldn't
0: say we don't hot wife. I would say we don't haul pass.
1: Right. I guess for hot wifing, we hadn't had a chance.
0: Well, maybe. I mean, we've we've done some MMS before, right?
1: Right. Yeah. But like, you know, there's no whole, whole pass hot wifing where I don't take right. off and do things Correct. on
0: my own. Correct.
1: And we have... Or some... or
0: hot husbanding, for that matter.
1: <laughs> Is that a term, by the way? I,
0: sir, I'm sure someone <laughs> uses that, yeah
1: yeah so I was thinking about like we have these rules, and these rules might not apply to another couple, and if we go you know break our rules, then you know it would feel like the trust is broken, et cetera, right
0: sure yeah. and
1: and so if in your couple you you've set rules like don't watch porn, right that's not okay, and then your your partner goes and watches porn. Yeah, if you
0: if you guys have already established that within your relationship that it's cheating, then you shouldn't be that surprised that when you do it, your partner
1: views it as cheating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you were saying that that how you view porn is more important than the porn itself.
0: I don't remember saying that. What was what well, did I say?
1: I don't remember. But that's what I was heard.
0: I. Was I intoxicated when I said that?
1: No, you weren't the one driving.
0: Oh, but I wasn't intoxicated.
1: And, um, well, okay. you know, your usual post shift impaired mind.
0: Okay. Barely
1: um, awake, but you know, so trying how, to how I watch
0: it is different than the actual content.
1: Right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, just I think that the porn use itself, right? Like, that, she described, like, he watches porn three times a week.
0: Yeah, which is, like, those are rookie numbers.
1: <laughs> and I was like, that does not sound problematic. You know, he doesn't have any issues. You know, she described that he's a, a great father. Like, he doesn't have any problems with his job. And how is
0: this guy only watching porn three times a week? That's what I want to know.
1: <laughs> the, she did say they had pretty bad sex lives. That was okay. like a thing for, for a while before that happened. Well,
0: maybe he needs to watch more porn.
1: <laughs> are you intoxicated? I don't feel intoxicated. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just too funny. That's exactly it. That was where I was reading. I'm like, her emotion and um, the the facts in this case, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like evaluating like this. This guy needs yeah. some sort of diagnostic criteria, which there are none. By the way, right? So well, usually, I- yeah.
0: Well, con- consider this though in your mindset, right? Like, in our relationship, me having sex with another woman is not necessarily cheating, but for most people out there, that would be considered cheating.
1: Oh <gasps> well, luckily, right.
0: right? Our our perspective is totally <laughs> fucked, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, did you say swingers' perspective? I think that swingers' perspective is like more.
0: Oh, you think we have our shit together more <laughs> yeah, than other people? Okay,
1: exactly. Yeah, I, I think, I think that our perspective is a lot more, um, you know, embracing of the human sexuality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think the vanillas. Nah, dude, we're
0: fucked. We're just fucked.
1: <laughs> I think the vanillas are like more restricted. I'm like, Look, yeah. Well, I'm it's so that's mindset.
0: that's kind of an interesting interesting. Uh, so I went through to prepare for this episode. I went through and I read a bunch of stuff. And there's basically every single study is contradicting and tells you one thing or another. Uh, but the one thing that did kind of pop up is that in couples where they're quite religious, if one of them starts watching porn, it's like really not good for their relationship. And the people who are watching porn feel bad about themselves and they feel worse about their relationship and all that sort of thing. Right. Right. And that's, you know, in religious couples in the U.S. But then when you look at Canada or Europe or, like, other countries where they don't have the same hang-ups as us, the porn watching isn't nearly as detrimental to their relationship.
1: Right? You know, if you think about it, if you think something is bad and you're doing it, yeah, right, that's going to aid the signal of you Yeah, and you're not
0: going to feel good about yourself.
1: Right. You're yeah. not going to feel good about yourself. And something's going in your relationship you know, pretty badly also that mm-hmm. you feel compelled to do that as well. So I think like two two causes could be in there that you, your relationship's going terrible, you mm-hmm. think it's wrong, and so that's going to... Cause a whole bunch of conflict. Yeah,
0: you feel shitty about your relationship. You feel shitty about yourself.
1: So I think it's it's matter of perspective, right? That's 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 my where the swinger's perspective. I think is quite good. It's a good good standpoint. Yeah, and why. I mean,
0: obviously for us, we're like porn. Pssh, like who, who fucking <laughs> yeah. cares, right? Like
1: that that's a thing though. Where I'm I'm reading the the facts. It's three times a week. It doesn't cause any kind of big impairment in this person's life. I'm like this guy doesn't really truly meet you know. Usually, addiction is a place where you cannot stop yourself. Like,
0: is is one of the criteria impairment of your relationships?
1: It can be any impairment. Let's say you watch so much porn that you're late to work.
0: If I'm just a few minutes late, <laughs> Then minutes a problem. What? Luckily, Only five minutes.
1: Oh, you're always who's going to be
0: missing you for five minutes?
1: <laughs> I'm sure somebody will be. Whoever is a doc that's about to go home to watch his own porn
0: <laughs> so so if i'm rolling into work and i stop in the bathroom to, like maybe you know open my only fans and crank one out real quick and i'm five minutes late i'm an addict
1: well there could be a multiple issues of that right <laughs> <laughs> like you're on the way to work you know you could get derailed you could get i don't know, you know like no you
0: pop into the bathroom yeah <laughs>
1: I guess if you've figured out a way to not cause impairment with your job, then there's no impairment. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. But let's say it interferes with your life, it interferes with your relationship. I mostly think that it is your, your specific partner, right? So if your spouse said, listen, don't watch porn, and you say, yes, I won't want watch porn, I mean, you have a choice. You can just leave that partner. Right, yeah. Partner,
0: you, you need to establish these things, like, early on. Right. Like at the beginning yeah. of the relationship, you have to establish whether or
1: not that goes over the line. Yeah. And I think that later on when I was reading further into the comments and kind of about more of a backstory, is that um, this guy was watching porn when they got together and then they didn't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. She was just assuming that he would have stopped. Right. She thought he's just doing that because he's single. Yeah. And there was a lot of assumption, assumption, assumption. Yeah. It happens
0: a lot where women like see you doing something when you first start dating and they go, no, no, no. This dude's going to get serious and he's going to like stop cranking down to this cartoon porn. Well, we don't. It just, just keeps going.
1: Right? This is this mindset that the guy will change and grow up once he's married. No. One of the pieces to um, happy marriage, I think, is lower expectation.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's happiness in anything, right? <laughs> that's when you uh, your expectations are you taking as with they reality. are reality. Yeah.
1: If they don't change at all, would you still love them if they you know I feel like basically that's where the, the addiction piece comes in, whereas the impairments I'm looking for it and I'm not finding it, but it's in that that expectation of that relationship. The rules were not defined. I think that one of the benefits of being in the lifestyle actually is how well we do go and define and redefine our comfort levels.
0: Yeah, yeah. And kind then, of a moving target.
1: Right? So you try something new and then you discover like, ah, oh, that kind of pushes my buttons. You know, then you have a debriefing and, you know, you talk about something didn't go well, you don't want a repeat of that experience, et cetera. And then you get to really kind of know what your comfort level is and what your partner's comfort level is. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, I think when you're in the lifestyle, you do have to have your communication really at a good level to continue
0: yeah, yeah I mean if your communication is shit you're gonna you're gonna have problems yeah, yeah
1: in lifestyle so I think that we take it for granted that a lot of vanilla couples kind of assume that X, Y Z behaviors you know in the yeah kind of sexual realms are not happening or are happening. Yeah. And there was not a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. Um and there was another side conversation there about basically, you know, that they don't share their fantasies. Like another um wife had admitted that a husband shared a non monogamy fantasy with her. Mm-hmm. Uh and she also considered that fantasy alone to be cheating. And, you know, I was replying like non monogamy fantasy. <laughs> It's very common. You
0: were outing yourself.
1: I tried to do it without outing myself. Trying to be graceful, (laughs) but I may have.
0: They're like, look at this slut.
1: (laughs) I did not say it. I didn't know. But basically, like you know, gotta embrace it. uh, You know thank him for his honesty, and then start communicating from there. And I was like, yeah. you know, you can share your fantasy.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Like, you share these thoughts, and then all of a sudden, you know, your spouse kind of loses it. That's not, you know, it's not a very supportive relationship.
1: Right, but it's also, like, there's something sacred about the space where you can share fantasy that is so out there that you also know, like, that probably won't happen.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. Like yeah.
1: Right, you can say like I think about X, and like no, I don't want to make that a reality. Oh
0: yeah, plenty of shit, dude.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's but you still feel comfortable like sharing it though. Yeah. You know, so I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Like you want to cultivate within the two of you like the space where st- you can bring stuff up and not not feel judged, and then kind of weigh the fantasy and say yeah, this probably would be like more risk than we actually are comfortable with like that that sounds fun but in reality like that probably won't be as fun sure and so i feel like allowing for fantasies and allowing for who you are to you know for that honesty to come in but the problem is also if if the wife thought that that was the limit and the limit got crossed right so she also deserves that recognition for her emotion too
0: that she was offended by it. Yeah. 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 I mean.
1: You know, like if if you think that the limit is here and that limit got crossed, you know, it it was in reality right an error. Like she thought that the limit existed where there was none in his mind.
0: Where there was no consideration of any other female in existence apart from her.
1: Right. That's yeah. what, literally she replied that. That's like uh, that's like a.
0: I don't know. I feel like that's less cheating and more of like a narcissistic personality disorder on the part of the.
1: (laughs) Oh, you have no idea how many women replied to that just calling the guy narcissist. I'm like, wow. I
0: don't think he's a narcissist in this situation. I think the person who thinks that that person could only ever look at me as their sole source of, you know, sexual gratification.
1: I think that's another fantasy. Like, you know, like you could imagine like, you know, I'm like the only person you could ever get off on. And, right, and it's like, sure, it's a fantasy. Would that be a reality? No.
0: Apparently for these I'm, ladies it is.
1: Right? I'm just like, oh, my God. It just felt like I was a bad guy on that forum, like, trying to say, hey, you know, maybe he's not a narcissist. He's trying to communicate fancy. He's, you know, he's agreeing to go to couples therapy. He's doing everything he can. So it doesn't quite sound like he fit the bill for the narcissist. although I don't know the guy.
0: Okay, so um, let's uh, switch gears a little bit because that's a a lot about vanilla relationships, right? Right. Um, So what about um, how watching a whole bunch of porn might affect a guy in the lifestyle if you're watching like a lot of porn?
1: Let's say you watch a ton of porn before you get on the cruise. Well, well,
0: I mean, for yes, let's say for the 30 years preceding when I went on the cruise, I watched a lot of porn.
1: (laughs) Okay. Let's say
0: let's say that. <laughs> let's just say for example. Um but no, I mean, you know, we're we're probably, you know, more sexually charged, you know, higher have a higher sex drive than most people I would say. Oh my assume, god. Maybe the, not.
1: The month before the cruise, I'm I'm I have a hard time just like thinking straight. <laughs>
0: And in, I'm In not any gonna, case, <laughs> and you're not, and you're not, right? yeah.
1: I'm like, thank God, I don't have like the super high testosterone. Although Who knows, I might.
0: Who knows, maybe. <laughs> um, and so, you know, if you're a guy watching a whole bunch of porn, does that create unrealistic expectations uh, for you in the lifestyle? And also, you know, another thing you see very commonly in the lifestyle in men is it taking a long time to reach orgasm or, you know, having a hard time you know, even putting a condom on to have intercourse.
1: That is a better question, I think. Um, basically, can porn kind of ruin your lifestyle experience?
0: Yeah, exactly. So if you're, are you watching like so much just weird, weird porn that, you know, just even, even the intensity of a, of a lifestyle encounter isn't enough to really get you going?
1: You know, all right. I don't have that much experience with an orgy, but the real, the real life orgy experience versus watching porn staged orgies, right? Like not mm-hmm. the not the um, amateur porn, but mm-hmm. like if you watch the stage orgies. Yeah, I don't
0: watch stage porn.
1: Right, like ah, those two are. If you come in with expectation for your staged orgy, then sure, you might be, you might not even kind of get that right level of stimulation with like the expectations being set that way.
0: Yeah. And also, you know, the porn, it's not only the actresses in there and and the actors and all that stuff being, you know, just specimens and all that sort of thing, you know, versus real people. But then you have to consider that, you know, when you're watching that porn, it's this perfect angle followed by this next perfect angle, followed by this next perfect angle. Right. You know, like, and then they, they switch scenes and all of a sudden they're doing a DP on this girl. Where exactly. in reality, you know that that takes like a good 45 minutes to get the leg placement right, you know. But in your porn, it's going to be they're cutting to that shot and then they're cutting to the next shot. And then, you know, the next guy like this guy pops on her face and the next guy pops on her face. And it's just like, you know, it just keeps hitting you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Just like that much excitement and arousal. You know, as a woman. Stimulus.
1: The, the tricky part with watching the porn is you have this expectation that, like, the guys are hard all the time.
0: What? uh, what Is that not (laughs) normal?
1: But in lifestyle, you know, like, you got to work for it a little bit. And you have to have strategy for, like, dealing when, when people need breaks and, like, how to get things going again. And the more you're in lifestyle, then you kind of come to a point like, hey, um... 45%, 45%, I don't know, 50% of my encounters guys had issues with not being hard or finishing too early or not being able to finish, you know, like it's not that like you were saying it's not that perfect like pop when you're here and pop, you know, when you're in this position and like yeah. make it look good.
0: Yeah, and you know in in a scene if the guy needs to pop, he'll just pop. They'll get their they'll get their shot and then they'll put it at the end of the video. Right. Right.
1: Cuz it's all edited. You yeah, know? yeah. I have an no idea whether they filmed it over three days.
0: Yeah, no idea.
1: <laughs> so I think that that it, like that expectation when I was younger versus after I've been in lifestyle for a while, like now, I'm like, and it's funny because now when I look at stage porn, I'm like, no, that's not how it is. Like, that's not, that's not how it looks. No,
0: no, it's not.
1: <laughs> and so I. And vice versa now, where I don't get turned on by porn.
0: Yeah, I can't even watch regular porn anymore. It's like, like too the, fake. It's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The
1: fake porn, I'm like, okay, that's great that somebody, it looks like somebody's job. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they like,
0: look like they're at work.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, just like, punching it, in. <laughs> they just look like they're doing their job. And I'm like, it's great you're making money and, and feeding your family. and And that, like, is a turn off. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: So I found as time went on that, like, the, the porn I like is, like, more, like, usual people, you know, recording yeah. with their phone. and Yeah,
0: same. Yeah, like, the shittier the quality is of the video, the more I'm into it.
1: <laughs> right? Like, like, there's,
0: like, a thumb over the lens. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm looking
1: for. But, you know, like, that's exactly it. Where, like, for me, I feel like I've gotten more, like, meh with the Hollywood porn with time.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if they make it in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, I prefer my uh, my own memories and fantasies. I just close my eyes and I'm like, oh, that is a nice memory that just popped into my head.
0: Um. Okay. What about te- porn and testosterone? So I found this uh, this cool study that says if you watch a full length porn movie, and I am very interested in how they did this experiment because they took a bunch of twenty year old males and made them sit there and watch porn for like an hour and a half. Whoa. And they measured. Their testosterone levels like repeatedly throughout the whole porn. And the testosterone was up 35% basically for the entirety of the hour and a half long movie.
1: Yeah, makes sense. It's it similar to another study where if they show men uh, pictures just of attractive female faces.
0: Oh yeah, or I've seen one where they had the, the these men in college go up and just talk to like attractive females.
1: The like, testosterone will jump
0: at their college and the, and the t- testosterone will go up. Not as sustained, though, as this. Like, that testosterone bump was like, you know, at 20 minutes, it was up there, 30 minutes, and it started going back down. But yeah. in this porn one, like, for as long as you're exposed to that, your testosterone's going to be up there. Yeah. So I guess if you want your, your testosterone to be up, you just need to watch the porn nonstop all day.
1: As testosterone replacement therapy? <laughs>
0: I don't know about testosterone replacement therapy, but certainly if you're trying to boost your testosterone levels.
1: Well, that's a funny way of looking at it.
0: Then you got to do what you got to do, I guess.
1: Uh, that would argue... It's well, healthy. Right? Like, you watch porn, it makes you feel better because you get that testosterone boost.
0: Well, I think, I think, yeah, the but endorphins so does- is, or, you know, the dopamine reward system as well. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure the testosterone doesn't hurt.
1: But you know, like, working out will do the same thing.
0: Yeah, if high, high resistance weight training will give you that testosterone bump. Although I, th- I think that's also... Temporary? Um, uh, um, I, th- I think it's both temporary and long-term. So if you do a bunch of work on multiple muscle groups at the same time, you'll get a short-term, like a good short-term bump in your testosterone, but then also because of your increased muscle mass, you also get a more longer-term bump in your testosterone. Yeah. That's if I remember correctly.
1: That's interesting that there could be like this kind of wellness component too. Yeah, there's, you know, when you look at the data, it's just so mixed. Like the porn use clearly has positive effect and then there's clearly negative effect. And I think that what I looked up, it's only about 9% of porn users who have difficulty with stopping or regulating their porn use. Mm -hmm. And so I think the question is more about if, if you needed to or wanted to stop, could you?
0: Yeah, but don't don't addicts always say that, like, oh yeah, I could stop whenever I want. Right? Isn't that like the classic?
1: Right. The question is really though, could like the answer is of course you'll say that yes, of course I can. And then can the action actually follow? Can you actually follow through on what
0: So so how long exactly would you not have to watch porn for in order to, to consider yourself not a porn addict?
1: Oh, whatever time frame that you set, let's say you...
0: So I say like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: or is it only for that 5 minute duration that I'm not allowed?
1: <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I think that if let's say you have a long weekend, you're going okay. camping and there will not be any internet and you know, can you say to yourself, okay, I'm not going to watch any porn for well, cause three there's days. Well, no, because
0: there's no internet.
1: Yeah, I guess yeah. you could download <laughs> and save things so, to do. So, so
0: basically, if I'm ever in a situation where there is no access that I could possibly have to porn and I make it somehow for three days, I'm not an addict.
1: Well, that could be a, a determining kind of answering that question for yourself. Because if you're struggling during the... If those... I'm like
0: breaking out in sweats, and, you know, right.
1: like, you're like, like
0: oh. right? Rifle through my luggage for porn out in the woods, like right? Like if
1: you're, let's say you decide like, no, I can't do it, and I need to get in my car and drive to the nearest place that where my phone has reception so that I can watch porn. There's your answer right there.
0: Well, like how far is this drive? Right? It's only ridiculous. of <laughs> <if it's time. laughs> <laughs> Oh my god.
1: I say that if you got into the car and started driving, let's okay. Let's
0: just say if you just problem. had to hike up a hill to get better reception to your porn.
1: Uh, okay, if you hike up a hill, if you specifically. <laughs> me, if I
0: specifically hiked up a hill,
1: <laughs> because I know you hate hiking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is true.
1: Yeah. So if if you were if
0: I specifically hiked up a hill, that would be pornography.
1: That, that would be. A but if it was any other dude in the world who
0: you know isn't. Extremely averse to hiking, then maybe, maybe it's okay. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly the question, is they can't find... The reason they didn't include it in the in the di- di- Diagnostical Statistical Manual is because they couldn't find the criteria to really firmly define it.
0: Mm-hmm. So how many times do you think in your practice, like, ever, have you seen someone for what you think could potentially be porn addiction?
1: Um, I have seen people for sex addiction to where they had difficulty. Um,
0: like maintaining monogamous relationships. Yeah. If they so desired.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, just having kind of difficulty controlling cheating urges, mm-hmm. you know, where they clearly set in their mind, I'm not going to do it, mm-hmm. and then found themselves in a situation where they did it and are feeling remorseful and guilty and saying, what, what the hell I can't stop. And,
0: and so how common is that?
1: Well, that is a good question. Yeah. How many
0: cases a year do you see?
1: Maybe once a year.
0: Once a year. So, so not pretty, pretty uncommon. Yeah. Um, and then what do you do for those people?
1: Yeah. I try to figure out what the function of that behavior usually is. Right. So like, what does it do for you? And. The cases that I've had so far mostly have to do with, um, you know, kind of stroking your ego, right? So if there's mm-hmm. a person out there who's just telling you they are so wonderful and they really want you and you're surrounded by a situation where you're not really feeling wanted, you're not kind of feeling good, it's really hard to say no. Mm-hmm. And so I found that a lot of these cases, it has to do more with kind of that environment that they're in and what they're searching for is this validation. Mm.
0: That's, that's weird because I've always seen that as like an advantage, uh, you know, particularly for women in the lifestyle is they get to see that like men still desire them quite a bit and they still kind of get that, you know, that I guess, I guess you could call it an ego boost, but I've always looked at it as a positive thing. It's like, oh, these women get to see that like you know, other men are interested in them and find them attractive, even though, you know, they're so deep into their their lives and their relationship and they've had children or whatever.
1: Right. So you you get in the lifestyle, you'll get that, you know, somebody's checking you out for sure, right? So, like, when I dress and walk around looking for couples, right? Like, sure, I feel it. It feels really good, right, to be wanted. And then you also get all the other boosts, like, you're actually going to get – a really nice world from this guy and then you're gonna have a really mind-blowing sex with your own husband afterwards right like all of the layers to that cake so yeah. i feel like the lifestyle will take care of the validation from so many angles mm-hmm. um that you know and in in general like even the other women in the lifestyle are going to see you and like acknowledge and like tell you how cool you look right so like mm,
0: you are like your pussy <laughs>
1: Right, so potentially, if they're by, you know, you're You're like no,
0: no, 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 You're so pretty, no, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) no.
1: You're like, oh, thanks. Well, it's not quite how it goes, but something something Mm -hmm. like that. You know, that's what you know. You'll take away from the communication. Yeah, nonverbal communication. (laughs) Exactly. We don't, women. We I don't. It's funny because we don't communicate a lot of times, like, verbally. There's so much to that nonverbal piece when we communicate with another couple and, like, figure stuff out. A bunch of my communication is nonverbal, like, touch and, you know, eye contact and things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah. I think that's the part that's missing from porn, like, that, that big part of chemistry and attraction and, like, that whole piece. I feel like in the fake porn, like, that part is staged. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's, like, missing that that hotness level.
0: Yeah, which is kind of weird to me because I'd have to think if I was, like, you know, an attractive porn star and then there was another, you know, I was with some attractive porn actress. We should have some mutual attraction towards each other and make something happen. It would be know. fun
1: to talk to a real, like, porn star professional to see. I do think it's, like, part of their job. So I think at some point they turn that off. Yeah. You know, like, that may, may or may not happen in their mind where they're actually into the partner they're with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or who knows? Maybe they just have like too many expectations on them, you know, during the shoot to like actually. Yeah, have never had relaxed sex in, like to... in,
1: in front of a production crew. Also.
0: Yeah, as far as I know, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I think that that porn is, is an interesting industry. We should um should go to that Las Vegas porn convention. Well, the
0: AVN in in January. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They keep canceling because of COVID.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's on this year.
1: So maybe we'll, we should continue our research into this topic.
0: Well, um, I think we're out of, out of speaking points for this one. So
1: yeah. If you guys have any ideas for what you want to hear us talk about, hit us up.
0: Yeah. Our, uh, our email address is going to be thoughtsandperspectives at gmail.com and that's spelled T-H-O-T-S and perspectives at gmail.com. So yeah, feel free to email us about the show or any ideas or anything. That you would like to hear us discuss. So,
1: we'll see you in our next one.